Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. grateful tonight to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Dear Lord, we ask that you minister to our hearts. May we change. May we not be the same as we can. But may we live here with a different heart, with a different mind, with a different soul, and with a different strength, directed into loving you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. When someone is clapping, I think it's a good thing to join the clapping. Yeah. Oh, and I think you have to clap for our instrumentalists. Wow. What a shot. Hey. They are too powerful. Very soon, we will, we, we will, they will displace their adults. So even if you, are, if you have an opportunity as an adult now, and you, you don't perform, you see that you will be displaced. Then, very soon, the strength will go away. You see that the, the young people's strength is overtaking you easily. And very soon, they will displace you. They will call you grandpa. Tell you that you play the grandpa style. Move, 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 move to the side. I think they are doing very well. Why don't you clap for them one more time? I think they are doing very well. Yeah. And I, I, I see the joy that is in them. My prayer is that they will continue to bend like that. See, sometimes when they, if they are stuck in traffic, they are agitated and they want to come and play. And say, relax, relax. <laughs> You're putting pressure on the driver. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, someone is asking, how many more minutes are we? How many more minutes? Would we get there before this time? Would we get there? Say, relax. But it's a good thing. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, tonight I want to share a very simple message with you. Uh, I want to talk to you about love. Love and the presence of God. Love and the presence of God. It's a message that Bishop preached one time and it blessed me and I want to share with you. Turn with me to John chapter 11. John chapter 11 and verse number 1. John chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, 
the town of Mary and her sister Martha. A certain man was sick in a town named Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse 2. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment. Do you remember that Mary? So the Bible is making reference so you know the particular Mary. It says, it was that Mary. You see, anything that you do for the Lord, there will be many Marys, but you'll be single out because of what you did for the Lord. Amen. I don't like church members who I can see. I only see their quotes. So please, can you t- come forward, please? It's okay. I don't know all these church members who... I don't know this person's name, the bag and the coat. I don't know their name. So that when people come, they will sit in the back. Coat members and bag members. Don't create coat members and bag members. He said, it was that Mary which was anointed. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Wow. Wow. I don't know how many husbands have had that experience, that your wife will anoint your feet and wipe with her hair. That's deep love. Isn't that so? You see, when you read the Bible, you don't learn anything from it. Even your rasta, you don't even want to use your rasta to wipe somebody. Even the hair that is not yours, you don't even want to use it. The hair that you can take and put another one, you don't even want to use it to wipe. But it says, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. He whom thou lovest is sick. You see, catch a revelation right here. He whom thou lovest is sick. Amen. Someone that God loves, that is so obvious that people know. People know that the way the Lord relates to you, we know he loves you. That person is sick. Do you understand? That person is sick. You see, sometimes when someone is sick, we say all kinds of things. But it says, he whom the Lord loves is sick. That someone whom the Lord loved is sick. Sometimes we question certain things. Why certain things happen to us? Why certain things are happening to us? Why this is happening to us? And has the Lord left him? The Lord is not with him. How can a pastor be sick? Why can't he pray for himself? Why can't he anoint himself? Why can't this? How come? How this? How that? He whom the Lord loveth is sick. Amen. Amen. He whom the Lord loveth is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, 
that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Wow. Another revelation. When Jesus heard of that, when Jesus heard that they are quarreling about this sickness, he knew about it. And he knew that this sickness is not unto death. He's not going to die from this sickness. Do you understand? Was it a good thing that the person will have the sickness? To you, it is not a good thing. To you, how come that God loves you so much and you are sick? Even he's not God. Your friend is Jesus and he loves you. He's healing all kinds of people and you are sick. Isn't the Bible saying that he knows all things, he sees all things, he knows the end from the beginning? Didn't he know that you are going to get sick? Why didn't he prevent it? But he whom the Lord loveth is sick. And when he heard it, he said the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that your infirmity is for the glory of God. That you are suffering and your nose is running and you are sneezing and you are coughing and your chest is hurting. It's for the glory of God. That your gallbladder is sick and they are planning to operate on you. It's for the glory of God. And then you, you are praying and casting devils out and trying to deliver yourself from the sickness. You are delivering God's glory. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That the difficulty that you are going through is for the glory of God. That the challenge that you are going through is the glory of God. Wow. He says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. That's why you are sick. (laughs) Wow. That is why you are sick. That the son of man might be glorified. I need to be glorified. That's why you are sick. Jennifer, isn't that wonderful? Wow. That the sickness is for the glory of God. That the son of God might be glorified. Amen. Verse 5. It says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved them. I'm talking about the love of God. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he ran quickly to go to the place. Is that what the Bible is saying? He loved them so much that when he heard that he was sick, he stopped everything he was doing and ran there quickly. Is that the case? Are you catching the revelation in this scripture? It says, when he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still. That means two more days. In the same place where he was. He didn't move. It looks like he he was going to leave and then he heard that they were sick and said, I will stay two more days. He says, when he had heard, therefore, when he heard that they were sick, he was sick, he abode two days still. That means two more days in the same place where he was. 
Then after that, said he to his disciples, let us go unto Judea again. Wow. After that, then he said, let us go unto Judea again. Amen. Love and the presence of God. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. It says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him unto her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Amen. Are you following the story? He went to a certain village and he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister whose name was Mary. And she sat, he says, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Next verse. But Martha was cumbered about much seven and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Say one thing is needful. Say one thing is needful. He said, but one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. So Jesus goes to visit these two sisters, Martha and Mary. And Martha is busy putting things together, trying to serve Jesus. He wants to give him a glass of water and she's looking for a tray. You know, it's just a simple glass of water that you can just give to your mind. She's looking for a tray. Where, where's my this special tray that I bought? Can't find it. And then she's looking. Martha, Mary, what, what did I, whenever I have special visitors, I can find. Oh, she, she's looking for this nice tray that she had bought. That when she has a special visitor like Jesus, that is what she's going to And she's looking for that she finds the tray. She serves the water. And then she goes back. Trying to cook, put things together. I can't find a knife, a special knife that you use to cut the carrots. So she was so busy and cutting onions that is going in her eyes, and the way she looks, Mary is sitting down. As he, she is busy preparing a meal for you. He comes to the Lord, you do not care that I am getting all these onions in my eyes and smoke in my eyes. And look at my sister. Tell her to come and help me. 
So you can see that they had a really great relationship with Jesus. Do you understand? They had a wonderful relationship with Jesus. And then Jesus said to her, one thing is needful. He says, you are too busy about so many things. You are involved in so many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that one thing. Mary had chosen that path, and it shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. It shall not be taken away from her. God loves talking with you. God loves talking to you. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what is intercourse? Who understands intercourse? Who understands intercourse? I don't know why you are all laughing. Huh? Claire, what is intercourse? It's okay. Why? Are you, are you shy? You need a microphone. You need a microphone. You don't know how to explain it. Can you demonstrate it? <laughs> Who knows what is intercourse? Robert, you know what is intercourse? What is intercourse? A female and a male have an intimate. Who knows what is intercourse? Who else? What is intercourse? Communication. Communication. You see, your minds are all so perverted. Your minds are all so perverted. You are even shy. As the moment I say intercourse, <laughs> Reverend, we are in church and. Intercourse is often, as you know it, the way you know it, is utilized as a short form of sexual intercourse. That is the one that you know. Isn't that so? That is why when I said intercourse, you are all... Bridget, isn't that so? You are shy and reverent. What is he? What is this? Where is he going? Where are we going? But I'm referring to the other meaning of intercourse, which is communication or dealings between persons or group. That intercourse. So that is why we have lower level intercourse and we have upper level intercourse. Do you understand? There is a lower level intercourse and there is an upper level intercourse. Lower level intercourse, it is where the intercourse is between sexual organs. The male and the female sexual organs. That is the one that you are familiar with. Even single ones, they are all familiar with. That kind of. And there is upper level intercourse. Where there is interaction and exchange, not with sexual organs, but through communication and exchange of ideas. Hallelujah. Where there are dealings. Amen. So Jesus was having an intercourse with Mary. 
you have to explain it to you before I make this statement. So that you will be okay now you understand. Because if I open the message and I say this, people will leave the church. They say, we don't know what has come over our reverend now. Now you understand. Amen. Jesus was having an intercourse with Mary. You feel happy. But he was, he was having an intimate relation. He was having an exchange. Interaction. Feelings. Exchange. He says, she sat at his feet, listening to his word. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? God wants to have an intercourse with us. Amen. God is seeking to have an intercourse with you. God wants to have a personal one-on-one exchange with you. Deep, intimate relationship. That is what God wants to have with you. Authority. Deep, intimate relationship. One-on-one, personal exchange. Amen. This is God's greatest instruction for us. God's greatest instruction for us is to have this in the That is God's greatest instruction. That is God's greatest instruction. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 35. It's a very simple message. And I'll be done and then you go home and continue with your Matthew chapter 22 and verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Which is the great commandment in the law? Someone came to Jesus and asked him of all the commandments that God has given us, of all the instructions, of all the things that God wants us to do as he created us and gave us rules for the things that we ought to do, which one is the great one? He says, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment wow this is the first and great commandment to have intercourse with god this is the commandment You want to know what is the greatest commandment? You want to know what is the first? It is the first and is the great commandment. To have, this is what God wants to have with you. The greatest commandment is not thou shalt work for the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy soul. That is not the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God. 
Love the Lord thy God. And he says, Mary had chosen this path, and it shall not be taken from her. Hallelujah. It is when you love someone that you can have intercourse with the person. When you are in love with someone, that is when you can have intercourse with the person. Amen. Amen. Today or tonight, many people are going to have all kinds of intercourse inappropriately in the name of love. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you. Why? You don't believe me. Including, Including Christians. Including Christians who come to church and sit and hear the word of God. Including some of my members who are here tonight. Some of you have bought all kinds of special gadgets and special clothing and special equipment. Ropes. <laughs> See, I don't know why you are laughing. This young single woman. When I say ropes, why are you laughing? What do you know about ropes? <laughs> huh? They know a lot. I'm not talking about jump ropes. Wow. Awkward ropes. <laughs> wow. Your minds are not well. Your minds. Straighten up your mind. Hallelujah. When you are in love with someone, that is when you can have intercourse with a person. Then the person will know that you are loving him or you are loving her with all your mind, with all your heart, and with all your soul when you are having intercourse. Amen. That is why there is so much hurt and so much disappointment in marriages. So much. Because God's relationship with us is compared to marriage. He says, but I speak concerning Christ and his church. And he said, this is a mystery in Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. God's relationship with us is compared to marriage. How God wants to have intercourse with us is how he compares it with marriage. But most people limit the love relationship in marriage to sexual intercourse and provision, giving, provision. Do you understand? That is how most people limit the, the marriage relationship. Taking away that intercourse and they limit it to sexual relations, lower level intercourse. Lower level intercourse. Amen. So you see, the wife feels that you don't love me. The wife is always saying, You don't love me. You see, because what is made for the marriage, what is designed for the marriage, is that upper level intercourse. It is the upper level intercourse that is to make you feel love. That is when you feel the person's heart, his mind, and his soul. But you are limiting it to. 
So you are always empty of that love. Amen. You are always empty of that love. And the man also is disappointed because the man feels that my portion of the love is work hard, work hard, work, work hard and provide. And I'm providing and I'm working hard and I'm providing. Why are you not happy? Why don't you feel love? Why don't you feel that I am giving you my all? And so you see, it's missing. But he says, I speak concerning Christ and the church. Amen. Amen. And so there's so much disappointment when people get married. There's a lot of disappointment. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So as the husband is working hard and hard and providing, he feels that the wife should respond. The wife should feel love. But you see, there's emptiness. Because there's lack of upper level intercourse. Now, similarly, most people also mistake working hard for God to be loving God. So they feel that I love God. That is why I'm doing all these things. I'm winning souls. I'm going out. I am always in church. I'm cleaning church. I'm arranging. I am rehearsing. I am doing this. I am doing that. I am doing that. I love God. So they feel that they are putting in a lot. And they are working hard. Just like the husband feels that I'm working very hard. And if you experience life. But that level, that level, it doesn't provide a lot. Amen. So you can work very hard, do all kinds of things. You can win souls. You can pray. You can intercede for the church. Intercede for the pastor. You are doing all kinds of things. You are ushering. You finish and then you, are, you come early to arrange. Then when you finish, you stand at the door and usher the people. And you bring all of them in. When they finish, you pack everything. You are working very hard. So it makes you feel that you love God. It makes you feel that you are very close to God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says, matter, matter is too much. Matter is about providing for the Lord, cooking for the Lord, finding nice dishes, doing all kinds of things, bringing this together, putting this together, setting up beautiful dinner, and I'm doing all this, and I'm serving you. I put my heart to what I'm doing, and I'm cooking, and I'm doing it for you. The Lord says, matter, Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. And verse 1. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. 
You don't like my Valentine's message. That is what's on the table. Love and the presence of God. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works. I know you work very hard. I know thy works. I know you take the work of God seriously. I know you go for evangelism on Saturdays. And I know after that you come for choir rehearsals in the evening. And I know you come on a prayer line in the night to intercede for the Lord. For the people of God. And I know that you wake up early morning to join the choir prayer meeting also and pray. And I know that you come early to arrange the place and then join the choir to sing. I know you do all these things. He says, I know thy works and I know thy labor. Thy, you know what is labor? Labor means you, you get tired. Do you understand? What is it? Bumbo. It means hard work. Jackie. Labor means you are using your muscles. You are sweating. You are tired. It's bumper. <laughs> Original. And you feel that you are utilizing energy. Amen. That is labor. He says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. How the people disrespect you, but you're still doing it. You just went to the bathroom and you clean everything and people come and disrespectfully urinate all over on the floor. They disrespect your work, but you are patiently. You go back and you clean and you do it. You come again. You don't get tired of it and say, these people, they are nasty anyway. Let's leave it like that. But you are patient. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. You can't stand the disloyal people in the church. You when they behave, they behave certain way. You face them. You stand in for the church. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And hast found them liars. Amen. And has borne and has patience. That means you have, you have, you have, you have subdued, you have, you, have, you have just welcome try, difficulty. You have borne them. All these things. You have endured and you still have patience. And for my name's sake has labored. You see, God is not ignoring all your hard work. Sonia, do you see? He's not ignoring our hard work at all. I know that it works. I know how you travel. I know how you are sleepy, but you are here. I know how you work all day, tired, but you are here. I know. Amen. And has borne and has patience. And for my namesake, has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. Say, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. I know thy works. 
I know how hard you work. I know thy works. How thou canst not stand evil. Can't stand this lawyer or Rangus. You can't stand them. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because thou hast left thy first love. What is the first and great commandment? Because thou hast left thy first love. Yes, God acknowledges our hard work. God acknowledges your hard work. Amen. But he says, you are missing the greatest of all his commandments. You are missing the greatest of all his commandments. Hallelujah. That is why most hardworking husbands are often accused of not loving the wife. Yes, you are providing. You are doing this. You work very hard to provide. But when there is no upper level intercourse, the wife does not feel loved. You see, she doesn't even know that that is what is missing. But you see, and you may, you may subject it to, oh, because I, I, then let me spend time and have that lower level, have the inter, intercourse with the lower organs. And you see that there's still emptiness. You don't feel loved. You don't feel loved. That lasts for a moment. That lasts for a moment when there is not that upper level intercourse. Amen. That upper level intercourse. Hallelujah. So you can work very hard for God, but He does not feel love. God doesn't feel that you love Him. You're doing so much for God, but He feels that there's no love. There's no love. Working for God is not the same as working for your boss. When you are working for your boss, it's different. You can be a very hard worker. Work for your boss. Go early. Stay late. Work your, 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 your co-worker's job. Your job. Go extra mile. Out of your job description. Seven Buying coffee. Anytime you are coming, you buy something for yourself, you buy one for your boss. Even though he makes more money than you. You, see, you can do all these things, and your boss will acknowledge them. And he will promote you, and he will give you large salary, and give you bonuses. But you don't need to laugh. And he's okay with that. Now we translate that into the church. And we translate that also into working for God. And we feel that if we do this for our boss and his priest and his promotion, then we will do the same thing for God. And say, I know that work. I know that work. I know how hard you work. I know how early you come. How late you stay. You don't leave until everyone is gone. I know you do all that. But I have somewhat against you. I have somewhat against you. Because you have left the love out. You have left the love out. Amen. You have left the love out. But it says, matter, matter, thou are encumbered about so many things. Too busy. 
too busy. And Mary, Mary had chosen that one thing. Mary chose that which is needful to sit at his feet and listen to him. To sit at his feet and listen to him. To sit at his feet. That is what he wants. To sit at his feet and listen to him. To sit at his feet. To, to dwell in his court. To sit at his feet. He said, you are about so many things. You see, there are some people, they can, I know when, when, before I came here in Manhattan, there was a drummer. You know, he will play the drums. He is busy. He will play the drums. And he was a very good drummer. He will play and sweat. And then after the praise and worship is over, he goes outside to relax. He's done for the Lord. And then he will wait and watch all the... I don't know if the cast he was watching or whoever was passing by. He just watched them until the service is over. And when we are about to play again, to close the service, then he comes in. Says you are about so many, you are busy doing so many things. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. That is why I love that song, right? They say, I wanna say at your feet. Oh, the carpet. Salon, can you sing that for me? Come, come, come. Come and sing that for me. Come and sing that song for me. Come and sing that for me. You see, he wants, he wants, he wants to have you. He wants to have you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to spend time. He wants you closer. He wants you nearer. He, he, he knows you're, you are busy about all these things. But he wants you. He wants you. Come on. The more, the more I see. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. He's there. He's available. If you seek him, you'll find him. Yes. 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 I wanna say your He says, Mary has chosen that needful thing. Yes. Yes. Oh. That is what I want to do. Yes. Labor. Yes. And feel the heartbeat of Christ. I feel it. This kind of love. Ah. It's too much. Yes. Your heart. 
It is more than I can stand. Yes. He says, wait, wait, wait. He says, I, I, I want to sit at your feet. That is where that I want to sit at your feet. I know I, I, I want to sit at your feet. I just want to, I just want to, I'm not going anywhere. I just want to just sit at your feet. Drink the cup that is in your hand. Just give me to drink. I, when I need to drink, just give me what is in your hand. Too. I just want to, I'm not moving, any, I'm not going anywhere. I'll melt in your peace. I want to feel your heartbeat. I, I want to lay in your bosom. I want to lay in your bosom. Feel your heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. It's so deep. Do you feel it? It's so deep. He wants you to feel that kind of love. It is very deep. If you allow it, if you allow yourself to be engulfed in that love. Oh. This love. Yes. It's so deep. It is so deep. It is so deep. Yes. I'm melting your feet. It's This love is so deep. It's more than I can say. I'm melting your peace. It's overwhelming. Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Wow. He says, Mary had chosen that path. He says, one thing is needful. One thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that path. Mary had chosen that path. And it will not be taken away from her. It will not be taken away from her. It will not be taken away from her. You see, sometimes we are engulfed in so many things. So many things. We are engulfed in our marriages and our marriages and our children and our career and we are engulfed in all the kinds of things our jobs and our bank accounts and our house that we are building and doing this he says all of this is they'll be taken away from but one thing one thing mary had chosen that path and it will not be taken away from her not in this world not in the world to come it will not be taken away from her Your children they'll be taken away from you or you'll be taken away from them they will marry and leave they'll marry and leave yes when you are too old and they cannot keep you in a house anymore you'll be you'll be shocked in your own house that you bought they say you don't belong here anymore we cannot keep you here anymore. We will send you. We will come and see you every now and then. You stay there with the people your age. There's no one here your age. Who are you going to chat with? Yeah. You see, I saw 
Who, 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 whose baby were you carrying in the back like that? Yeah. You see, when, when the, the babies... And then you carry them like that. Oh, my baby. You can't do anything. Sometimes all day you can sit and watch your baby. All day. And it's too cold. I can't take my baby out. Let them grow up. You'll see. <laughs> that baby that you are carrying like that, you are carrying like that, you are carrying like that. They'll grow up. You'll see. They don't want to come home. They don't want to see you. They don't want to see you. You say you talk too much. You, you talk too much. You see, as you are singing to him and singing lullaby and then you are doing, you think he likes it. He can't talk, so he endures. When he is able to hear, he says, you, you talk too much. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. You see, there are certain things, you see, now they can't, they can't, they can't buy their own clothes. They don't have a place to sleep, and you're doing all kinds of things. And you do this. They don't like it. But you can't say anything. But when they grow, yeah. Oh, don't you miss me? No, I don't miss you. You, you, you. you will hurt in your heart. You will hurt. But one thing is needful. I say one thing is needful. I say one thing is needful. One thing is needful. Yes, the children, let them go. But your love for God, your love for God, oh, no one can take that away from you. No one can take that away from you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Do you love God? Yes. Do, you, do you mean the song that you are singing? Do you, do you understand it? Do you understand it? This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I'm melting your feet. It's overwhelming. You see, you see, when, 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 you see, when you are, when you are, when you are in church and you are singing a song like this, and then you see someone going like this and like that, and the person doesn't know what to do, you know, say, hey. <laughs> what is wrong with, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with her? You say, hey, <laughs> sister. He said, let me move. <laughs> it's like something has come. <laughs> something is. What, what is this? You see, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. Sometimes, sometimes I watch the, the choir and the present worship. I say, you see that sometimes as they are ministering, you see someone's, the, 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 the thing comes in the person's heart. And the person starts doing, and then the other people, <laughs> they are looking at her. Hey. <laughs> What's going on with her? What, what? And I can see this, and I see that they are far from the West. They are far from what they are singing. So they don't understand why you are, why you are like that with your Lord. They don't understand. Say, this love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. 
is overwhelming. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace. It's overwhelming. I want to sit at your feet. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand. Lay back against you and breathe. Fill your heart, baby. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace. It's overwhelming. It's so deep, more than I can say. I'm melting your feet. It's overwhelming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. You feel you. You see, when you have when you have not entered there, when you have not entered there. You will not understand how deep this love is. You will not understand. You will not understand. But you see, you have that lower level intact. You are, you are far from it. Your heart is far. Your heart is far. It's just works, works, doing work. And you have replaced it. A hard-working husband. He says, you don't love me. He says, why do you mean you don't? Look at all that I'm doing. You don't love me. I don't feel your love. I don't feel, I don't feel you. What do you want to feel? Say, what do you, you don't understand. You have no understanding. What do you want to feel? I don't feel, I don't feel like you love me. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God this evening? Yes. So you see, you are replacing the hard work. The hard work. Amen. You know, one of the ways that you can assess or you know that you love God, you want to know? Yes. Do you want to know? Yes. It is through your prayer. Through your prayer. Amen. You see, when you love someone, when you love someone, you have a lot to talk about with that person. When you, have, when you love someone, you, you have a lot to talk about and you don't plan it. You don't plan that when I see you, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about that, I'm going to... But you see, it just flows. It just flows. You have so much to talk about when you love someone. You don't want the conversation to stop. You have talked, 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 talked for after about three hours. And then you say, hey, three hours, I'm leaving. You say, oh, just now... Say, oh, just now. He said, hey, we have been talking about three hours now. You see, you have taken note of the three hours because you are not at that level as he or she is. So she doesn't see three hours. He says, just now, we just started talking. It's just 20 minutes. But hey, no, 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 it's been three hours already. You have a lot to talk about. Amen. That is how you know. That is how you know that you are in love with a person. But when you don't have an intimate, intimate relationship 
with the person, there is nothing to talk about. There is nothing to talk about. That is why after two minutes of your prayer, you feel you have, you have prayed for a long time. And then you see, hey, only two minutes. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. It means you don't have an intimate Intimate. Intimate. When you are talking to God and we see that you are talking for a while now, it means you are begging God for something. That is you. That is you. You are begging God for something. That is how you have that is how you have been able to tarry that long. You are begging God for something. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, give me this. Give me that. Lord, let Trump deport my landlord. Let this. So I don't pay the rent. You heard that? <laughs> Your landlord is stuck and uh, went, to, went on vacation. He says, let him not come back. Lord, let the ban stay. And that, you are praying about that seriously. Somebody, you, you owe somebody. You have borrowed money from somebody. And then you heard that the person is sick. Lord, kill the person. <laughs> kill the person. Kill him. Kill him. You said you set one down and you put up another. Set him down and lift me up. Because you owe him. That is your prayer. And that we've seen you praying for a long time. That is when we know you are praying for a long time. Yeah. You, you like this beloved and then you... You, you see that she, he likes this other one or she likes this other one. Say, Lord, let her leave the church. Let her leave the church. Leave the church. Leave the church. Let her be removed from the church. Let her leave the church. Yeah. You see, that is in your heart. You want the person to leave the church. So that you are free. This is, this is mine. No interference. That is your prayer. Amen. You want the leg to break. You say, where the heel, high heel? You say, oh, I twisted my ankle. May it break. You say, twisted. May you break your ankle. <laughs> say, what a shock. <laughs> What a shot. You, all you do is ask, ask, ask for God. Ask. Give me this, Lord, give me this. Give me this, give me this, give me this. You list, give me this, Lord, give me this. Give me. And then when you are finished, thank you, Lord, for all that you have given me. I know you have given me. Amen. And you are done. No intercourse. No intercourse. No intercourse. Intercourse. Exchange of ideas. Communication. Communication is a two-way thing. Communication. It's lacking. Amen. You know, sometimes when um, we have PFI, when I, we have PFI, you see, that's why I, I don't, anyway, we have to have a PFI. But that is how I, why I don't really enjoy, because when we have PFI, you see, sometimes I see, for instance, the women will gather in the kitchen. 
and I hear them talking, talking, and they're laughing, they're talking, and they're laughing, and they're they talking, and they're laughing, interacting. And then we say, oh, wow, it looks like it's very interesting. Bring them, let them come and join us here in the living room. And then suddenly, there is silence. There is nothing to talk about. You see, because they are not, they are not having that relationship. A lot of you, when you come in contact with the pastor, except for your need, there's nothing else. You don't have any relationship with a man of God. No intercourse, except for your need. Reverend, this thing, what should I do? Reverend, pray for me. Reverend, this, Reverend. I'm traveling, Reverend. I'm coming, Reverend. I'm marrying, Reverend. I'm having children, Reverend. This, my beloved is troubling me, Reverend. My husband. That is the same thing we do with God. Ask, ask, ask. And then when we finish, oh, Reverend, thank you so much. Thank you for praying for me. Yes, it, it, it came to pass. I, was, I passed the exams. Thank you. Finish. No relationship. But Mary has chosen that one thing. Mary has chosen that one thing. Amen. Amen. And it's the same thing, you know, when a church, when there is, there is the lack or the absence of the love of God in a church, when the love of God is not in the church and there's not that kind of relationship, you see that the church gets busy with other things. The church is involved in social services and relief funds and education hospitals, orphans, and things like that. You see, all those things, all those things, non-Christians can do them. Non-Christian organizations can have hospitals, churches, I mean, um, um, schools, and all kinds of things, relief funds. But when you, when you are busy, you see, when you are not in relationship, when the love of God, you are not having that relationship with God, you try to busy yourself, do other things, to justify your existence. Do you understand? To justify your existence. You are involved in all these when you are at the level of Christ, when you are relating with him and having intercourse with him, you see that what is burning in his heart, it begins to burn in your heart. And if it is so burning that burns in his heart, you see that that thing is burning in your heart also. That is when you see that you are having a fight with the Lord. Amen. You don't get me wrong. All these things are good. Schools, education, relief fund, they are good. Like Jesus said, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that path. And it will never be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Tonight, purpose in your heart that no matter what you, you see, it's not by chance. Do you understand? It's not unusual and it's not ordinary that two sisters, one seems to have such affection for God and the other does not. Do you understand? But Jesus loved them all. Bible says Jesus loved Mary, loved Martha, and loved Lazarus. It's not by chance that 
two sisters. One has such affection for God. The other is busy and believes that doing things for God replaces the love. Purpose in your heart to pray for that heart that loves God. A heart that loves God. Yes, you are winning souls for God. Yes, you are doing things in his house for him. But you have special love also for God. A place in your heart that yearns to sit at his feet. Amen. That yearns to sit at his feet. You know, when you have such love for God, it, it doesn't take you effort to come to his presence. It is not difficult to come to church. It's, you, it, 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 it's like it's, it pains you when you are not able to come. But when you don't have that love for God, when there's a good excuse not for you to be here, you are not here. Amen. You are not here. When there's that love, that love of God in your heart, you see that with you, that's one key that you know that the love of God is in your heart. You see that with you, you, you bring so many people closer. It draws people when there's the love of God in your heart. It draws people. It draws people. Do you understand? They, they feel that love. You see, you don't need to tell them things, but it draws them. It draws them. But when there's that lack, that absence, people around you, they move away from people. When people come close to you, like you are together and this one comes close to me, it drives these people away. That is the absence of love in your heart. That is the absence of love. Amen. That is the absence of love. Anytime you relate with someone, that makes it, it push you away from that group. It pushes you away from the church. It pushes your heart away from the church. It is the heart of Satan. It is not the heart of God. Look, the opposite, look, you can't have half of Satan and half of God. Do you understand? It says, what concord has Christ with Belial? There's no concord. The two cannot exist. So if it is not Christ, it is Satan. So if anything that comes that pushes you away from the love of God, and the love of God, I mean the church, it is Satan. It is the heart of Satan. I'm telling you. Don't, don't belittle these things and say, oh, my friend, and, you know, conversation. And, it is Satan. It is not God. But pray and yearn for the love of God in your heart. Amen. The heart that draws people towards God. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I turn and stand to your feet. I want to sit at your feet. That is all I want to do tonight. The more I seek you, that's the more I will find you. I will seek you more and more. I will seek you more and more. I will seek you, oh Lord. I will seek my Lord. I will seek him. Yes. Yes. The more I find you.
out in the song and sing it to the Lord. Yes. Because if you seek him, you will find him. And the more you seek him, the more you will find him. You will encounter him. You will face him. The more you seek him, he draws you closer to him. Yes. The more I love you, the more I seek you. The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I. what we want the heart of Mary that desire to sit at your feet and listen to you to sit at your feet and hear your words Father you say this one thing is needful Lord give us this needful thing give us that heart oh God the heart that chases after you the heart that tests after you the heart that angers after you the heart that draws towards you. Give us that heart of Jesus that we will sit at your feet and hear your words. You say, this one thing is needful. Mary has chosen this path and it shall not be taken away from her. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your love and your presence. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. 
so far with all eyes closed and every head bowed you are here tonight you are not born again you've not given your life to Christ even this love we are talking about Christ first loved you but you feel very far away from him tonight you say I want to give my life to Jesus I want to give my life to Christ I want to be born again if I die I don't want to go to hell if that is you wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you you say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to welcome Christ into my life if that is you lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here like that father we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you Lord for the gift of your love father whilst we were yet sinners you died for us you laid down your life for us you first loved us Lord Jesus we are grateful and thankful for our salvation a Syrian ready to perish but Lord you came through and you translated us from the kingdom of darkness into your marvelous kingdom of life we are grateful and thankful tonight for your love Lord our prayer tonight instill in our hearts a special place for you a test for you a hunger for you a desire for you Lord a chase after you we are glorified by your love and tonight oh Lord we want to reciprocate this love we want to love you like Mary did for you say this one thing is needful father may we also choose this part that it shall not be taken away from us we give you glory and honor in Jesus name Amen. amen why don't you clap for Jesus as you take We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.